drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man. Cornbread! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, man. Yo, what up, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners? Hey, this is your boy, Choppy Chop, at Chops in the D, coming to you live and solo on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Hey, I am so excited to be here tonight to cover for my boy, Derek Oakry. You know, I think he's still a little bit under the weather from all that celebrating, from all that yelling, from all that screaming, from that crazy, awesome Sunday night game with our Detroit Lions. So here I am, I'm on a solo show, mixing it up and ready to talk to the people, because that's what we do this for, guys. We do it for the people. So let's just get right into it. Right off the bat, I want to talk about the Lions' big win on Sunday night. And I was so happy to see that the way they just came in and they knocked out the smuggest of the smug in Smugville, in Lambeau Field, the narrative was set The media was hyped. Everybody wanted to see Aaron Rodgers play his way into the playoffs. Mr. Relax, Mr. California Flow. But the Detroit Lions had other plans, my friends. Let me tell you. So we found out earlier in the day, unfortunately, that the Rams were not able to pull up the upset and the Seahawks were in. And so we were in a situation where, you know, We, you know, people said, hey, we don't have anything to play for. But that is not the mentality that this Detroit Lions, this gritty, grimy, dirty football team has. This is not the mentality that Dan freaking Campbell has either. We came in and we did not want to let the Packers make the playoffs. We knew we were out and we didn't care. We came to play ball. We came to have a winning season and we came to knock out those bums. So listen. We did exactly what we came to do, okay? Our guys were ready to play. Like I mentioned on the podcast last week, the rookies were ready to go. The offense was ready to go. Yes, Jared Goff had some gloves on that looked like they were impacting his throwing a little bit, but we did what we came to do, right? Drink it in, Detroit fans. Brand new Lions. We came to Lambeau Field. We went to their house and we took it to them. Okay. 
We overcame a deficit when it mattered most. We came down in the fourth quarter. We drove the field. We took up eight minutes of the playing time, and we scored the go-ahead touchdown, and we never looked back. And when our defense had to step up the most, guess what? Mr. Kirby Joseph came to town and got his second, only one counted, but his second pick of the day on Aaron Rodgers to seal the deal. And then, oh, baby, what do I, what else can we say about the stones on Ben Johnson and Dan freaking Campbell to go for it on fourth down to say, forget it. We don't care about your points. We're going to get our first down. We're going to go for it on fourth and we're going to just end this ball game. And they were so smart. They, they, they played the clock perfect. They did exactly what they needed to do and they got the quick toss for the first down. Oh, just a great, great win. I mean, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, man, crank up the Dan Miller call of that last drive, and it is just pure, pure audio gold. Oh, such a such a great, sweet win for our Lions, and just a great time to be a Lions fan. And what more can you say about our Detroit Lions? I mean, we finished the season 8-2 and two after a putrid, putrid 1-6 and six start. And we finished with a winning season, right? I mean, I think that if if we told you at the beginning of the of the Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes era that we would first go with three wins and then the next year we'd follow it up with nine wins, I think everybody would take that. I think that people right now would agree that this team is really playing their best ball much better than lots of these playoff teams. And we are a playoff quality team in the end of year two. And the sky is the limit. We are young. We are gritty. We have such a good core in place. I mean, what more can you say about Jared Goff? I mean, he's a true winner. He's a team leader. I mean, that's my quarterback, right? Hashtag Goff train. Hashtag choppy likey. You knew I couldn't go the show without giving a little golf love, right? And and just the way that the team riled up their fans at the end of the game in Lambeau was just just amazing. I mean, people stuck around. They hyped up the crowd. They gave it to – I mean, Hutch did a Lambeau leap. It was just awesome. And, and really, I got to ask the people, have you ever felt this good at the end of a season? The season is over. It is over, but have you ever felt this high at the end of a season, at the conclusion? I can tell you personally, I have not, okay? I felt so amazing after this win. I couldn't go to bed. I was up on Twitter till three in the morning, listening to all the content that I could, reading all the tweets, tweeting a little myself, you know, listening to at uh, Derek Oakry, just putting out all this great content. I mean, just everybody, Twitter was a buzz. Everyone was talking about the Lions. The national media was loving the Lions. Of course, after they had all picked the smuggest of the smug to beat us, they all turned around and went, oh, yeah, the Lions are for real. Yeah, we were for real. You should have believed in us the first time. You know what? I got to give some mad props to my boy, Tony Dungy, because he was the only national media personality to pick us to win that game. He's the only one that had any sense because we, even though we had nothing to play for, quote unquote, nothing to play for, except for our damn pride. And that's what? That's what we do in Detroit, right? We play for our pride. So we had not a damn thing to play for except for pride. But guess what? We came out and we took care of business. We were not going to let the Green Bay Packers go to the playoffs. No way, 
know how. We shut them down and we beat them in their own damn hometown. And to finish the season five and one in the division, even though we didn't win the division, is crazy to me. I mean, the mathematics are crazy. We beat Minnesota. We barely lost to them uh, earlier in the season. But Listen, we're five and one in the division. We finished the season nine and eight. We were on such a high note. It's such a great, great feeling going into the off season. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I am exhausted uh, just thinking back to how high I was on this Detroit Kool-Aid that Sunday night in prime time. We won, a, won the big game on the national spotlight, and now everybody's given us the love that we deserve, and it is just a great, great thing. So, hey, I want to talk to you a little bit next about some playoff talk, right? Like, I'm not going to go into an analysis of who's going to beat who or who should be where, but I do want to bring this. I want to put a little Detroit Lions spin on this, right? Because I'd say right now, I'm going to pose a question to you. Right now, the Detroit Lions, your Detroit Lions, these brand new Lions are better than how many of these teams that are currently in the playoffs? How many of these teams that are going to play on Saturday and Sunday are we better than right now? I mean, think about it. How many of the teams do you think that we could beat? And I'm just going to rattle off a few right now. I think there are at least six teams in the playoffs right now that we can beat. I would say the Dolphins. We are better than them right now. The Jaguars, we already took them to pound town earlier in the year. I think we were better than the Chargers. We beat the Giants. We beat the Vikings. We barely lost to the Seahawks earlier in the year. And I'll tell you what, maybe, maybe we're better than the Bucks right now. You can never count Tom Brady out in the playoffs, but I think we would actually have a pretty damn good shot at them. And guess what? Everybody's given this national love, and they're saying, hey, you know what? Every team should be happy that the Detroit Lions did not make the playoffs because that was going to be a tough out. And I think that any one of these teams, even, even the number one seeds, you know, let's talk about the Eagles, barely lost to them. Let's talk about the 49ers. I think we'd put up a hell of a fight against them too. I'm not worried about Dallas. I'm not afraid of any of those teams. So I think that we going into this are better than six teams right now that are currently in the playoffs. How many years would you have been able to say that, Detroit folks? Come on. Brand new Lions. I'm sad that we're not in, but I'm so happy that we did what we needed to do. We finished strong and we left it up to chance. And guess what? This year, chance wasn't on our side. But going into next year, the expectation is we are winning the division and we are going to the playoffs. Drink that in, folks. Last thing I want to do on the first half of the cast here is to give a little end of the season love, right? Like, Take a little time travel back. I think we did this earlier last week, but man, when we started the season one and six, people were talking about, ah, oh, she left Ford Hamp. She's bum. Dan Campbell doesn't know what he's doing. Brad Holmes really has no clue. All this negativity, right? But man, we got to give some love to Sheila Hamp Ford right now for having the gall to hire and believe in these guys and to stick with them, to stick through the three-win season, to stick through with the one-and-six start, to stick with these guys, let them do their jobs, and to let them turn this thing around. And her faith and her hope all came for the good of this team. So uh, right now, I just want to get a, give a little praise. Sheila Hamp, we love you. Thank you so much for believing in these guys. Thank you for hiring a Brad always open for business homes. Thank you for allowing him to bring in Dan freaking Campbell, the guy that everybody thought, what? That Campbell? That's the wrong Campbell. We get, that's not the right Campbell. Who are they doing? No, 
We knew what we were doing. She knew what she was doing. Brad Holmes knows what he's doing. And Dan freaking Campbell sure as hell knows what he's doing with his player personnel, with his coaches. We are so blessed right now to have this entire regime ready to go and take us to the promised land starting next year. Oh, and again, let's say it for me one more time before the commercial break, folks. Brand new Lions. And with that, let's turn it over to our sponsors, and I'll see you back after the break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners. And hey, thanks for listening to our sponsors. I mean, we, we love our sponsors. They are what help keep us going here, uh, keep the D Detroit Kool-Aid cast going. And hey, also wanted to uh, take a quick moment here to, to plug uh, the, the Kool-Aid hotline. If you get a chance, give us a call, 989-272-3484. Give us a take. Give us a, give us a gimmick. Give us something to uh, play on a future podcast. We would absolutely love to hear from you and uh, take the time to give us a quick call here. So, commercial break. Let's get back into it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the future of this team. Um, the future outlook, of, of course, we've alluded to it on the first half, but man, I really want to dive in here now. Um, let's start out with these coaches, right? Okay, so Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson are hot commodities in the league right now for head coaching positions. I believe Ben Johnson is up to five requests for interview. AG has two or three. 
Um, listen, listen, I am really hopeful that these guys stay. Okay. Um, I think Ben Johnson's a little too new to just to jump right into a head coaching position. Um, I know the Carolina, he's got a lot of ties to Carolina, but man, I just hope that these guys decide to come back and to see this team uh, further to the promised land next year. I mean, we are we are really blessed. I mean, I know the defense again. It is it's kind of funny because the defense did finish, um, you know, in the bottom thirty in a lot of categories. But AG is definitely getting some love uh, with the way that he's working with these young cats. Again, youngest defense in the league, rookie starters, lots of young young talent. Um, and Ben Johnson, I mean, gosh, this guy, you know, he has put Jared Goff in a position to be a top 10 quarterback, a top five quarterback, a top three quarterback in the league. You know, his schemes, you know, you can tell they just have a good relationship. He, he, you know, he's talked about how he talks to Jared about what he wants to do. You know, he involves those key players. Um, gosh, just, just so much offensive upside from this team. I mean, you know, we can't overlook Jamal, Jamal Williams breaking Barry Sanders' rec, rushing touchdown record. I mean, that's crazy to me. Barry freaking Sanders. His touchdown record has now been beaten by Jamal Williams. Yes, he had an extra game to do it, but 17 touchdowns in one season. And again, that's a huge testament to the O-line that they have built from the ground up through the draft. Okay, we have built the trenches through the draft and this O-line, again, I think it, gosh, I want to say this O-line is the best O-line in the league and I'm going to stamp it. I'm going to stand by it. They are the best O-line in the league. Jared Goff, no turnovers in what the last 10 games. I mean, again, he's, he's clean. He's got time in the pocket. He's got protection from this O-line, the holes that Jay swaggy and shifty swifty have to run through are just a crazy. And you know, even the wide receivers love to block. I mean, you see Amon Ra out there banging bodies around. You see Leaf out there pushing people around. DJ Chark pushing people around. You, you love to see J-Mo. J-Mo talks about how he loves to hit too. So we have got a lot of young talent on both sides of the ball. And, man, I just really hope these offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators decide to stay, come back, and uh, under the tutelage of Dan freaking Campbell to, uh, to, to continue to coach this team and to take us to the next level, man, because – we are very blessed with both of these guys. Let's talk a little bit about free agency, okay? Um, we've got some free agents on the roster that are going to be able to make decisions. A lot of them have said they want to come back. Uh, some of them haven't said much. I think some of them we want back. Some of them we might not want back. But, uh, you know, let's let's run through the list right here. We'll do a deep dive on this later in the offseason. But right now, just kind of looking at the stat sheet, like we've got DJ Chark, We've got Jamal Williams, of course, um, on the offensive side of the ball. We have Justin Jackson, who's been a nice little change of pace guy. You know, those three on the offensive side, I really want to see back. I would like to see those guys get re-signed. Um, they're going to command some cash. I mean, Jay Swaggy is going to want his money, um, but he's also th said that he wants to be here and he wants to see this through all the way to the Super Bowl. So I think, he, I think we can expect to see him back. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm taking a look. Man, Anzalone, we got Deshaun Elliott, we got Bugs, and we got Kaminsky. So we got some big pieces there that have been starters for us uh, that are going to be free agents. And I would love to see all four of those guys back as well. 
Um, you know, Kaminsky is young. It seems like he's been in the league a long time, but he's still, he's still not that old. You know, he really came into his own. Bugs has just been a, a beast in the middle, um, stuffing and getting and getting pressure from the middle. You know, Deshaun Elliott really helped settle down our safety core. He's been a great mentor for Kirby Joseph. And Anzalone, man, commanding the middle of the field uh, from the linebacker position. That's He has been an unsung hero, in my personal opinion, on this team. You know, you got the blonde flow going. And, uh, you know, he's really just kind of been at the center of it all. He made big plays when we needed someone to make a big play. So I would absolutely love to see those those guys back as well. Uh, a couple other names out there, oh, man, this one is uh, my, my heartstrings are torn on this one. AO. Uh, and last year was, Oh baby. And this year was like, Oh, AO, what happened? So I don't know which, I don't know which AO is, is, is the real AO. Um, you know, maybe he decides he'll come back on a cheap prove it deal. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards letting him go. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we look to, to build that position, uh, in the draft and through some other free agency. And, uh, you know, I, of course I cannot go a pod without talking about my hashtag anybody, but Willie, Will Harris, that guy, please just don't come back. He can go. And another one that I think people are overlooking a little bit and doesn't get a whole lot of love, but he's been a big part of that O-line is Evan Brown. I mean, I think he is going to call, he is going to command some dollars. He's going to get paid if he wants to go to free agency. I would like to see him back. I know we've got, vi uh, you know, a couple of guys that are out there that are supposed to be getting healthy. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, Man, I, I would really like to see him come back as well, but he may be a little bit too costly. So, um, and now let's talk about a little, a couple some free agents that uh, that are out there, not on this team, that may be of interest to our Detroit Lions. Okay, and first and foremost, I'm gonna set the record straight. I do not want to hear any junk about. Goff's trade value is the highest it's ever been. We should trade Goff and sign Lamar. Dude, no way, no how. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to see it. Please do not talk to me about signing Lamar Jackson and taking up half of our cap space with that guy and getting rid of Goff. Goff is our quarterback. Brad Holmes made it very clear in his press conference today. Goff, it was not a bridge quarterback, as I've been saying all along. He wasn't a temporary solution. He was the solution, and we're sticking with him. Now, would I be opposed to taking a quarterback later in the draft to groom under Mr. Goff? Absolutely not. I think it would be very beneficial to have a quarterback. I mean, our backup quarterback situation has been a hot mess for a couple of years now. And I would love to have a rookie quarterback in to learn the ropes from Goff, knowing that Goff is not turning the reins over to this guy in the next two or three years, but that this guy can come and learn. And you know what? Again, assets, baby. If, if he ends up being a guy who a team thinks he can be a starter, we can trade him and have more assets. But absolutely, Goff is our starter. Um, a couple other big free agent names that are going to command some big money. But uh, but I love these names. I mean, you got Hargrave out there who can who's a nice D tackle can stuff up the middle. Oh, Bradbury, James Bradbury, who could really help our secondary out. Can you imagine having him lined up on the other side of Mr. Okuda next year? I think that would be absolutely phenomenal. 
And uh, but he's going to cost some money. You know, you got Jamal Dean out there. Another name that I like. Another one again who's going to command some money, but a big stuffer in the middle is Jerron Payne. He can stop the run, but he also can get to the quarterback too. The guy's just a solid, solid dude. Um, so I, you know, those are four big, big money names that I can see that, that we could have some interest in. And I want to throw a couple of guys that are probably going to come in under the radar. Guys that you know, not a whole lot of people are talking about, but I think they could really. Uh, you know, if they're if they're the right personalities, if they're the right culture fit, we they could really be a good addition to this team. Um, I want to talk about Tremaine Edwards. Um, I want to talk about Cam Sutton from Pittsburgh. TJ Edwards, I think, would be another great one. David Long, another name that I like there at the middle linebacker position. Um, if Anzalone decides that he is going to leave, we are going to have some 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 room there in the middle linebacker position. I know we got Derek Barnes and he's chomping at the bit to be the starter, but man, to have another veteran in that middle would be fantastic to me. So, but the big key to me is honestly, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners, let me tell you something. If you haven't figured this out now, if the league hasn't figured this out by now, they're damn well going to figure it out this off season because Detroit is a destination that players want to come to. Players want to come and play for a guy like Dan freaking Campbell. Players want to come and play for an owner like Sheila Hamp. Players want to come and play for a GM who's always rubbing those greasy mitt hooks, looking for a deal, looking for a steal. Brad always open for business homes. Players are going to want to come to this team. They're going to want to play for Ben Johnson. They're going to want to play for Aaron Glenn. They're going to want to play around this core that we have built. And they are going to want to be here to build this team up to go to the Super Bowl. Okay? People are going to want to come to Detroit. I'm telling you right now, in the past, we had to overpay for some free agents. Someone asked Brad Holmes about this. Brad Holmes today on his press conference. Nah, we don't have to overpay people. People want to come here. We got lots of people that want to stay here. And we have people that are probably willing to come back here on a discount. So we are a destination. We are an up and coming team. We are a team that is going to dominate the NFC North for years to come. The NFC North comes through Detroit starting in 2023. And we are going to be a destination for free agents. Drink that in, Detroit. Brand new Lions. All right. Last segment on the future outlook. Let's talk about the draft, baby. Oh, my gosh. What does Brad always open for business homes have in store for the 2023 draft? Because I've got to tell you, people, he crushed the 2022 draft absolutely crushed he swooped in and got hutch after he was overlooked for the number one pick just amazing obviously no brainer that has worked out he came in and he was able to find gems hidden gems with rodrigo later he was able to make a deal to meet work those meat hooks to open up the pay bank and get jamo early in the first round to go back to back to pair it up with Hutchinson. Another amazing steal. And then he was able to get just a ball hawk, Kirby Joseph, who came in and just 
got a couple. What does my my boy Derek like to say? Uh, oh, a couple of curb stomps when he makes the uh, interceptions. Three of them on Mr. Aaron Rodgers this year. Thank you very much, Raj. But yeah, he crushed, absolutely crushed the 2020 true draft. So I am, again, I'm sure that we are going to go into a huge depth on players that we love. But right now we have the sixth pick and we have the 18th pick. And man, with that sixth pick, I would just absolutely love to get a big, nasty D-line freak. Whether it's a run stuffer in the middle who gets pressure or it's a freak on the outside. The, fr- the top of this draft is a little funny. Um, I've seen a lot of mocks that are, you know, sometimes Will Anderson's there. Sometimes Jalen Carter's there. Sometimes, you know, there's lots of names that are going, lots of teams that are going to want to be moving up for these quarterbacks early on. And uh, I will tell you that I am not opposed to making a nice little trade back. If we can get some huge assets to, uh, to, for a team that's desperate to get into that quarterback slot at number six. So I'm really looking to build the D-line with that pick. I think it's a good spot to draft a D-lineman. Um, you know, the salary range works there. It's hard to draft somebody in your secondary at that spot. But what I do want to say is I want to come back at 18, and that's where I want to address my cornerback position, okay? There's a lot of nice names floating around out there. There's a lot of your Joey Porters. There's some Ringo out there. I've seen that guy going as high as five, and then I've seen him dropping a 20. So who knows what's going on? But listen, I want to use that number 18 pick on a stud corner that we can put across from Jeff Okuda and any other free agents that we might be able to bring in. Um, you know, Again, we still have a few other guys that are on the roster, but corner to me is a big, big spot of need. Um, that we just need to address. And I think the number 18 pick is there. And then again, don't forget, folks, we've got the additional second round pick from the TJ Hawkinson deal that we made early in the year. Of course, when we were one and six and everybody thought it was crazy, we were trading our quote unquote future stud tight end. No, no, no. We traded him. We got a second round pick uh, for a couple conv- a fourth and some conditions there. But guess what? Uh, that worked out just great because our plethora of tight ends filled right in for hawk it wasn't even missed no big deal check the box upgrade and make a deal that makes sense what a steal again by brad holmes so again i am just so excited with these future picks and again that's only the first two rounds folks this guy has proven that he can find talent this regime has proven that they can find the gems deep in the draft Allah Haman Ra and Rodrigo. So who is going to be next year's Rodrigo or Aman Ra? You never know. But I will tell you that this regime, this team of GMs, of scouts, of coaches will be doing the work to find those hidden gems just like they have the last two years. And I have full faith in them that they are going to be able to find them. It's just such a beautiful thing to trust the staff to make the right moves in the draft. And that is something that we have not had in a long time, but it is great to have. And I cannot wait to see what they can do in year three. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid cast listeners. I want to end the show by filling up your glass, by getting you hyped and just getting you excited for this team. Oh my gosh, what a season Oh, nine and eight, a winning record, a step up from last year, a ton and ton of assets. 
assets, lots of young talent, sprinkle in some veterans, an amazing O-line, a top five quarterback. I mean, this team is on the rise. And I hope you had as much fun as I did this year. I know the beginning was a little slow. I know people were a little nervous. But listen, this team, something clicked, right? We talked about this back in November, early November when we were 1-6. Something clicked with this team, and they finally started putting it all together. They showed us glimpses early on. They just didn't quite have the recipe done. Well, now the recipe is complete. The oven is on. The stove is going. And we are serving up some delicious Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit cornbread, home cooking. Say it with me. Brand new Lions, baby. This team is ready to run the North. This team is ready to make a playoff run next year. We got a long offseason. We have a regime that we trust, that we love, that is doing it for the people, that's taking on an identity of this city, go to work, grit. We just, we are so blessed. I hope you all realize how blessed we really are. And I really hope that everybody can just drink it in, take a breath, and just get enjoy the high of knowing that we are in such good hands that our future is bright that we have so much to look forward to in the years to come oh my goodness it feels so good i hope it feels good for you too detroit kool-aid listeners hey thank you I just want to say it's been a great season. It's been fun doing this pod. I really want to give a shout out to my boy at Derek Oakry for allowing me to to join this. He's got a lot of great guests, and I'm just very blessed to be one of them. But listen, let's say it one more time, folks. One last time for the 2022 season. Brand new Lions. Take care, everybody. See you on the flip side. Hashtag choppy lucky. Hashtag golf train. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.